The only thing that matters is passing judgment in a society that claims to, to, to hate judgment. All right, folks, welcome to The Virtue Signal. I'm Alfonso Rachel. We got Bill Whittle. And uh, you know our job. Our job is to get a more clear view of what virtue is. So we're not real, uh, you know, we're not ruled by the so-called virtues of these perverts, whatever their, their uh, virtual virtue is. With you into submission, is. that's our job. <laughs> All right, before they do. And you know, it's, it's almost that kind of like a uh, whipping thing, you know, uh, this is gonna hurt me more than it hurts you. And you know, it's all out of love. And uh, what did that one comedian say? Well, let me go to baseball bat and show you how much I love you. Yeah, that's true. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and sp speaking of uh, comedians, I guess, um, uh, what, Dave Chappelle? Did he get the Will Smith treatment? Somebody ran up on, up on stage. Oh my God, it's an epidemic. It's an epidemic, Bill. Uh, somebody ran up on stage and, uh, I, and I don't, I don't know why. Uh, and I guess Twitter blew up with it because Dave made a joke and said that it was a trans man. Um, and because of all the things that, uh, Dave Chappelle has been dealing with in, in terms of that. And, um, you know, so, and it, but it turns out it, this person was a, a homeless, uh, I guess, aspiring, uh, actor. I don't know what he was disgruntled, disgruntled or angry about. Um, but the reason why I bring Everything. up, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, 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 and you know what? I kind of don't blame the guy. There's a lot to be mad at. Uh, but you know, don't let that stuff rule you, man. Don't let the sun, sh don't let the, uh, uh, sun go down on your wrath, if you will. Um, but my, my, my thing is Dave Chappelle has kind of like become, I guess, a hero to, um, I guess the more right leaning end of, uh, uh, of the culture. And, um, I, I guess I just kind of like to explore. I know the answer seems simple, but I, I want to dig a little bit deeper into it. Um, but, but what do you think, Bill, uh, about, um, I guess I, I would pose the question to you this way. A lot of times, a lot of times conservatives often say, who cares what these celebrities think? I hear that all the time. You know, these, these celebrities get out there and they say whatever you they want and stuff care. like that. Yeah, and thank you. You better care, but they, that's what they keep saying. Who cares what these people think? And then all of a sudden, when a celebrity says something that's, I guess, halfway, maybe a little bit conservative yep. or patriotic, all of a sudden, they're Carry giving on their like- You know, on their shoulders and- Yes, they, they, you know, they, they get it out. Uh, what, what's that thing called? They get, the, they get out the litter and they carry them on their that's shoulders right, and stuff like exactly. that. exactly. So what do we say to something like that? Well, there's a lot to say here. Um, I'm, I'm, I know the dynamic. Uh, hmm. I, I Look, there were times when I didn't particularly – it's not like I didn't like Dave Chappelle, but I didn't right. have a particular opinion on him other than the fact that he was just very, very funny. He's been consistently hmm. hilarious guy. He's a hmm. brilliant, brilliantly hilarious guy. Um, <laughs> uh, and another person who, who, unlike Chappelle, who I was just – fairly neutral on, except for the fact that I thought he was funny. Another person lately who's started to get my respect is Russell Brand, who I despised. I mean, I just loathed him. There's something about him that just really bothered me. And now Russell Brand has just had this enormous kind of a, you know, let's question, let's question things. And now he's got, you know, million views, millions of views every time. So now it's like, hey, this guy's kind of on our team. Uh, Elon Musk, same kind of thing, right? Uh, so, so what's really going on here? Well, in, in terms of the, of the assault, he did get the Will Smith treatment. And, and it's fair to call it the Will Smith treatment because it was Will Smith who broke the vessel. 
right? There is, there, you could basically say civilization is a series of behaviors that lives inside a series of little porcelain jars. And we call it civilization because those jars are delicate and they're decorated and they're beautiful to look at, but they're fragile. And the reason that, that uncivilized people are uncivilized is because they cannot control their behaviors to live inside this little porcelain uh, jar. And Will Smith took this little jar that says that you don't strike somebody for something that they say, especially when it's their job to say things like this, right? Hmm. When we talked about the Will Smith thing before, I said, look, if this guy had insulted my wife in a bar to her face in her presence and said something really, you know, really low, that would be a different story. You're, you're, she's a celebrity. He's a celebrity. They're at a celebrity event. The guy who's the host is, is there to insult people, and that's how it works. So what Will Smith did was he, he basically he broke that container, which and the container is, okay, if you don't like a joke that somebody makes about you, get up and leave or heckle the guy or do something. You don't go up and strike somebody for telling a joke in a civilized society, especially a professional comedian, right? It, that's their job. You paid a ticket to go in there <laughs> and hear this guy say things. And if you don't like one of those things, you wouldn't be the first person to walk out of a, of a, of a, uh, a comics act because he was offended by something. The kind of thing happens every day. Yeah. But, but to get the Will Smith treatment means that what Will Smith did in front of the whole world legitimized it. So there's the first thing, normalized it. The second thing is, and this is the thing to worry about, is that when the left doesn't get its way, it immediately gets violent. Mm -hmm. Immediately gets violent. And I, have, I don't find it funny or ironic. I just find it interesting, fascinating, you might say, given your shirt. Uh, <laughs> I find it fascinating that, that the conservatives, who are the ones with all the guns, are the ones who are well-mannered, well-behaved, and completely under control as a general rule. That all of these violent outbursts, all of these resulting violence, the George Floyd thing, BLM thing, Occupy Wall Street, all of these left-wing movements, let's not forget the Great Leap Forward, and let's not forget the Bolshevization or, or Nazification, and all those other things with 100 million people dead. They operate on such an emotional level, on such a childish level, that they do what children do. When they, when they see something, like if they see somebody take a toy that they think belongs to them, they'll just hit them. And, <laughs> and that's, that's what Will Smith has done. He's normalized this. And on some level, I feel a little sorry for Will Smith because I don't think Will Smith wanted to. In fact, I know he didn't want to do it. He's got a really very strange relationship with his wife and open marriage and all the rest of it. And he's been degraded and insulted. But if you look at the footage with the Chris Rock thing, Chris Rock makes a joke and Will Smith just laughs. And then Jada turns that look on him. And seven seconds later, while it's off camera, Will Smith gets up and, 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 and basically destroys a, a convention that we've had that marks civilized behavior. Civilized people can take a joke. They may not think it's funny, but they can take a joke. And when I think about things that, uh, that I like the most in terms of just the entertainment that I grew up with, by far my favorite uh, TV shows from the, from the past, my single favorite TV shows like Star Trek, 
were, were the Dean Martin roasts. And the Dean Martin mm -hmm. roasts, and I bring this up because it's very important. The Dean Martin roasts suffered for, were nothing like the modern roasts on Comedy Central. Right. On Comedy Central now, it's essentially a very low-level person being insulted by people he's never met and does not know. And those those insults are not clever insults about the person's character. They're just generic put-down jokes that could apply to anybody. Mm -hmm. The reason I wanted to bring up the Dean Martin roasts were because when you would watch these people making fun of each other, the reason that that show not only worked but just ma made you feel good was it was it was so transparently obvious that these people loved each other, right? Mm -hmm. That they actually loved, respected, admired, revered each other. When you would see when you would see Don Rickles making a joke at at, an ex at the expense of Dean Martin. You could you could laugh at it, and Dean Martin could laugh at it because, and Rickles often went into in the maudlin at the end of his act, because at the end of the act or whatever, Martin uh, Rickles would turn to him and say, uh, uh, "In the Rickles roast, he said it at the beginning. He says, I 'I don't want this to get lost in the credits or cut from the show.' Dean, if it weren't for you, I wouldn't have had a career. I'd be nobody. I'm standing here today because of you. Anyway, you miserable low life alcoholic. Uh, and <laughs> but but see, this is the this is the thing that that's happening with that is that is that those things worked because, because not only of the mutual respect and admiration, but they also worked because everybody understood that that's what's going to happen tonight, right? We are going to hear people insult each other. That's why we're going. And these are, these are like legendary figures. You know, you got Ronald Reagan and you got Jimmy Stewart and, you know, all these guys. And, and, and there was an understanding of how it works. For this guy to go into a comedy club, hear something he doesn't like, and smack Dave Chappelle, or for Will Smith to be sitting in the Academy Awards with his multi-multi-multi-millionaire wife and his multi-millionaire self, and listen to another multi-millionaire make jokes about everything and everyone like they always do, and suddenly, you know, he's gonna be outraged enough to, st he, he shattered this convention, though. And, and if I was a comedian, I'd be, real worried about it. And I suspect that when we talked about things like, oh, Dave Chappelle may be on our side, or, or maybe Musk is on our side, or maybe Russell Brand is on our side. They're coming to our side because they realize what the left has made and what, to some extent, they, they help create. That, that's exactly what I was going to say, man. It's like they, they helped to create this monster. And, and this thing, this, you know, we bring up Will Smith because I guess now that's the definition of what it's called when you run up on stage, you want to assault somebody. We're going to, was, that's, that's going to be a joke that's tied to him. Even though, you know, people have done that before Will Smith, like Jim Carrey. Uh, it was funny. Jim Carrey is going to try to call out Will Smith for going up on stage and assaulting somebody. Jim Carrey went up on stage and sexually assaulted, uh, what's her name? Alicia Silverstone? Went up on stage, and I think she was only like what eighteen at the time or something. Well, walks I wasn't up on stage. Yeah, he walks. This is like one of those award ceremonies. Walks up on stage and just sticks his tongue down her throat, and she's like, ah, you know, it's like she. Where was the permission? Well, he you didn't. Know? I, that was see in in the world of Hollywood, that's not an assault. In the world of Hollywood, that's a joke. But hitting somebody uh, mm -hmm. is is different, and that's why there's so much sexual abuse in Hollywood because well, that's, maybe just, that's just that's just the currency of the realm. I mean, maybe at the time, I guess because Jim Carrey, it was a joke then. But I mean, with the whole no, me it was too completely inappropriate. Right now, I absolutely right? get your point. Yes. Or even with, actually, he did the same thing to Will Smith. 
He tried to walk up on stage and tried to make out with Will Smith. <laughs> so it's like, uh, so I mean, even Will Smith got the treatment back then. But see, that's the thing that bugs me though, Bill, is that these people, they hide behind being comedians. They're, they're, they feel like they get a free pass to go ahead and do all this stuff. They want people to take them seriously. They help to try to control and steer the narrative of the culture. And then when they get called out on it, they say, what, we're just comedians, but you can't take a joke? Yeah. It's like, you know, and, and I think that's really, it's really cowardly. And, um, but just like what, you know, I was, we were, you were said earlier, they helped to create this monster. So like with Dave Chappelle, you know, the, the language that he uses, using the B word, you know, the N word, the F bombs, you know, and all that sort of stuff. And it's like, when you have a, you have a culture out there that, you know, is, has the stigma on it of being so racist. And you got Dave Chappelle, whose material is laden with the N word. And you know, white people like to go out there and repeat them jokes, you know, and it's like, and when then they, they repeat turn- the joke, they say N word though. Yeah. Right. They, they don't say what Dave Chappelle said. Uh, it's one of those things where it's like, is it okay for me to say it? And if they get the slightest idea that it's okay to say it, they will say it. A prime example would be Quentin Tarantino. All right. Yeah, Bill Quentin Burr actually Tarantino. makes Bill Burr makes a bunch of jokes about that. He said he, he's got an entire great routine. He says when when you can tell the N word is coming, you know. But yeah. anyway, I digress. And, and Bill, and, I mean, uh, um, Tarantino does the same thing when he feels like it's comfortable to say. He just lets it go. I mean, he 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 writes. I get Samuel Jackson gets to make a whole bunch of money, you know, reading off scripts that Tarantino writes. You know, so it's one of those things where you make it where the culture feels safe to say it and then complain about the culture saying it, you know, as, as if the N word is like this okay thing to say, oh, it's just a term of endearment and we just say it to be funny and stuff like that. When that dude who ran up on stage and attacked Dave Chappelle got his behind stomped, oh, they called him the N word a bunch of times and it wasn't friendly. Even you know, when they um, were taking it by- <laughs> Let me just interrupt you for a second because I know you'll be interested in this. Do you know, hmm. the, do you know the first person who said the N word on television, who that was? Uh, no. It was Red Fox in Sanford and Red, Okay, yeah. <laughs> now that doesn't surprise me. No, it doesn't surprise and, me either. But that's another example mm. of having broken the container, right? Yes. It wasn't done, okay? And and he did it in a courtroom, and, mm. and, and, and it was funny, got a big laugh, but now, mm. okay, now it's out. It's like our last show where they, where they, where they leaked the... Um, the, the Supreme Court ruling. Now that's a thing. Now it's done. Every president from this point forward is going to be impeached. This is what I mean by smashing these containers. Exactly, man. And now we're trying to take this 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 egg that's cracked out and try to, you know, you make an omelet with it and trying to put it back into the into the uh, into the eggshell. It just isn't going to work. And it's a big problem now. And it's one of those things where it's I guess it's a it's a problem that's too big for people to see. They don't see it anymore. They just think it's just something that's normal. It's like, you guys want this racism thing to stop. Part of it would be as easy as y'all stop saying that word and, and stop lying to yourself about the weight of it. It's almost like somebody sold their soul to the devil to come up with a word so laden with bitterness, hatred, and evil. That's why it right? can't to be co- spoken, so. right? because, it, because it really, there is so much emotional and historical weight behind it. Yes. You know, I mean, it's it's a word basically that that tells a person um you're less than a human being yeah it you know, encapsulates it encapsulates the entire dynamic it's one word that encapsulates mm. the entire racist dynamic absolutely and, and the thing is and people try to justify it and say that well you know it can apply to anybody there could be white in words and, and hispanic and it was like no no nobody says that word without thinking about a black person 
Okay, you can go ahead and try to say that there can be other people who can be the N word. It's like, no. No, what it's you're basically, a, that's a yeah. ridiculous argument. Basically, what you're saying is that when you, if you call like a white person N word, what you're telling that white person is that, you know what, you're as low as a black person. That's what you're saying. It's a lazy way of saying the word Negro, right? Which is not offensive because it just means black, right? But it's a lazy way of saying it. And it's a way of saying that you are low, you are less than a person. You are subhuman is what it means. And when you have people out there like Dave Chappelle who makes big bucks out of saying the word as if he gets like, a hundred dollars every time he says it. Well, these things create problems in the culture. The, the, uh, uh, he's right now, he's, he's, um, getting heat from the LGBT community. It's like, did you help create that monster? You promote that you love lesbians. All right. You're turned on by lesbians. Well, what, how did you think this was going to turn out? That's all part of it. You helped to drive that narrative. The whole, all the smoking weed is like, what is like the America has more access to weed than ever. And it just so happens that America's becoming more and more paranoid, ain't it? <laughs> it's like, it's yeah, like, and it's, I wouldn't th- say that our test scores are rocketing towards the stratosphere either. Right, right. And, and, and are people becoming more mellow despite that weed that they're smoking? This whole natural herb that, that people are supposed to feel so good about ain't really that natural anymore because people tell you, so it's a lot more potent than it used to be. Well, if it was just so natural, why couldn't you just leave it alone? <laughs> you know, when you got people out there saying that, you know, uh, well, it helps me with my anxiety. What do you mean it helps you with your anxiety? Everybody knows that smoking weed makes you paranoid. You know, so it's like these these things that people come up with. And these are things that just like you said, Dave, you helped to drive this narrative. And now these same people that you entertained are now coming after you because you you indulge in this debauchery and, and you made you made you became a millionaire for it. You know, and it's really that's that bill. That's what's called selling out. And don't get me wrong, because he he's he's brilliant, man. He's a brill- he's got a God-given talent and build. Nobody can do what Dave Chappelle does. No, I agree. He's got with that. the he's got the build for it. He's got the face for it to make to make his jokes stick. He's built for it. You know, that's God-given. And it's like you could it, it's so natural to you, man, that you could actually be funny without ever saying the N word again. It's just a gift. You can be funny without ever saying the B word again. It's like you got this culture out there that's so hung up on women's rights and women's empowerment. And he's saying the B word over and over again, which is another thing that dehumanizes women. Yeah, Cosby, so you say, for yeah. all his faults, Cosby did that. I mean, Cosby made me cry. I was watching him at a, when I was in college, I watched Cosby's show and I thought it was so funny, it was just made me cry, but he mm-hmm. didn't go there. Yeah, he didn't have to. You know, I, to. I, I mean, it's, it's an unfortunate thing about, about Bill Cosby, but it's, it's you know, the, the point still stands just because somebody may drop the ball on, on on this moral virtue that they're supposed to have. It doesn't mean that the virtue itself isn't invalid. There's yeah. just certain things that you, just like we were speaking of earlier, you were speaking of earlier, dude, there's just certain things that you really, you should have a clear cut view of what is sacred and what should be valued and you don't mess with it. Yeah, my two favorite comedians are Brian Regan and Foster Brooks and neither one of them, uh, work blue, as they used to say. By the way, this widespread marijuana use—you can also attribute a fair amount of that to the uh, to the uh, salty snack industrial complex. Big Munchie <laughs> is kind of behind uh, the the, um, the the rampant uh, pot use in America. Um, I love it, Big Munchie. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, you know, I, I think what we should that the, the takeaway should be first of all, I think more and more people on the left are realizing what they've created. 
I remember hearing John Cleese just going on about how how repulsive it is, this political correctness. You can't even tell a joke anymore. Well, John, you're a big old left-wing socialist, and this is the world you built for yourself. These are the politics you supported. You did nothing but mock conservatives in America. Here's your world. How do you like it? Um, I think it's clear. I think it's very, very clear all across the board that the left is in full retreat and, 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 that, and that their retreat is accelerating. And I suspect that that person struck Dave Chappelle because he said something. Do we know it was? Was it about a trans comment for sure? Do we know? I don't. I don't. I don't know if it was for Let's that. Let's just say it was because the dynamic is the same whether it, it was or, or wasn't. So now you've got two dynamic. You got two emotional systems at work here. You've got a childlike, emotion-filled person in the audience who hears something that they do, that he doesn't like and and has the the desire to strike people because they're undisciplined and they're children. And, and now he's got, the, um, he's got the social proof that this is okay. So where I'm going with that is the left, the left has given it the full court press and they failed. And they have left a lot of wreckage in their wake. It's going to take a long time to repair all of this stuff, a long time. But they've given it everything they have. And they failed. They failed miserably because nobody wants their ideas. But the thing that we need to be aware of is in failure, they will not just, you know, oh, shucks, I guess I was wrong. They will, <laughs> they will go to, they will go to the scorched earth, the Gotterdammerung, the, 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 the giant battle where the gods are defeated. They will do what other leftists do, what Hitler did and what, what all of them did. If they realize that they're going down, they're going to try and pull everything down with them. If they can't rule it, then everything is going to go. They're going to burn everything they can once they realize that they failed. And, and I think things like this are little data points that are at the beginning of a very big bell curve that we need to be aware of and prepared for. When they don't get their way, they will get violent. And we know this is true because this is what they accuse us of. Uh, and... And so when you smash these containers, this is what you get. And I, and I want to make one, one last point on this idea because you can, you can always take a metaphor too far, and that's kind of how I make a living. Um, <laughs> but if you, if you do think about these things like, um, like election integrity, like we're going to vote on election day in person and show an idea, that's a little, a little porcelain container. Conservatives will say just because they're smashing containers doesn't mean you should smash containers. And they're right about that. But what I'm saying is if they have smashed a container and that container is smashed, then you gotta fight them by the rules of that smashed container. Does that make any sense? I'm not saying I'm not saying you 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 degrade or damage institutions that haven't been damaged. But if somebody has destroyed an institution and you continue to play by the rules of that destroyed institution, right? Mm -hmm. You're going, you're going to lose. And, and if good people lose, then, then, then what, what difference does it make? It doesn't mean that we have to cheat on elections. It does mean that if we, if we take the attitude of, well, I'm not I'm as far as I'm concerned I am going to vote and and I've done my duty yes but 
Now, you know, you've got to not only go and vote legally and do your duty, you've got to get down there to the precincts at four o'clock in the morning and make sure there's no funny business going on because that's the, that's the world that they have given us and that's the world we live in now. Indeed, and you, you, we always want to remain you know, uh, catalytic. You know, we don't want to be changed by these people, but we do have to adapt. Um, you know, as, as the word says, do not repay evil with evil. And, but at the same time, you know, it, you have to still have this common sense on how you're going to traverse this field. And, you know, the Lord also says, you know, don't cast your pearls before pigs. Because if you do try to get in there with the mud with them, they will destroy you. They, they, it's, that's, that's their territory. You always want to keep the higher ground. It's, it's, a, it's a better strategic vantage point anyway. So you always want to keep the high ground. The left does get violent. <clears throat> Excuse me, the left does get violent. They're always showing their true KKK colors. That's just who that's who the Democrats are. It's true. Whether it's KKK, uh, BLM, Antifa or the, the, the mask mob, whichever. That's just who they are. Violence you know, is the is the yeah. Violence is 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 legitimized for them because there's nothing beyond power. Yes. Yes. And, you know, even with with Chris Rock and it shows it shows the level of tolerance and grace on us so-called bitter gun clingers and stuff like that. We're actually defending Chris Rock. It's like, hey. Will, really, you had no right to do what you did. Um, and this is Chris Rock, who's been another huge driving force of why the country is so divided. Right. And it's almost like even back then we were like, man, I wish somebody would come and slap these ideas out of his mouth. But we don't really want anybody to hurt the guys. Like, it's like the, the word says. It's wrong. It doesn't it's matter. Wrong. It's wrong. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The, the Lord says, look, I don't delight in the destruction of the wicked. I want them to see the light and live. That's you know, exactly that should be on our money. That's exactly right. You know, so, you know, but, you know, Bill, I think, um, you know, we did a, a movie a while ago with uh, C.L. Bryant, uh, Runaway Slave. You know, we were talking about these things. And, you know, in the movie, I had mentioned that Hollywood is basically they're 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 leading. They're driving a narrative that is basically going to end up leaving them to a place where not even Hollywood themselves won't have a voice anymore. They're, That's they're, already they're, happened. Yeah, there's they're, they, and, they, and, have, and, they have they um, have they have. uh blasphemed their way out of relevance. Nobody cares. That's the only thing interesting that's happened at the Academy Awards in 20 years. Yeah, well, the only thing that matters is passing judgment in a society that claims to, to, to hate judgment and frowns on and, and judges other people for assuming to make judgments. That's their culture. But all these people, want they want to have their Twitter power to go and judge other people. You know, even if it's, you know, if, you, if they're like sharks, they smell a little bit of blood and water, they'll turn on each other. You know, well, it's... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was just going to say that the Twitter reaction uh, with with Musk buying Twitter is so it's not surprising. It mm. is um, illuminating because mm -hmm. they're acting as if Musk bought Twitter to turn it into a conservative platform. Mm. They're acting as if by Musk buying Twitter, he's going to shut down their accounts the way they've shut down our accounts. Musk from the beginning has made it crystal clear. No, 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 no. We're not shutting anybody's accounts. You can say whatever you want to say. And they take that. They take that statement of equality because that's exactly what it is. That statement of equality. They take that as an assault. Mm -hmm. and, and it is an assault because nobody will buy their stuff unless they're the only brand in town. And, and that's why they have to silence everybody else so that there are no other opinions to contrast their miserable policies and philosophies with. So yes, if Musk says we're not going to censor uh, conservatives on Twitter and, and, the, and the leftists 
that, that run Twitter take this as an assault, I guess it is an assault to them. It's an assault to their tyrannical control of information. And I like to think, and I do believe, it's just the beginning of a trend. I mean, we've, we are well past peak Facebook. And frankly, I want to know how much it would cost to buy YouTube. I think if, if, if the conservatives in the country each pitched in, you know, I don't know, 50 bucks, we could probably do it. Indeed, man. And I guess that's that's what they want. They want uh, the freedom to be able to go in and uh, run up on uh, people's Twitter stage and just tackle them and, and keep them from saying what it is that they have to say. And I guess they're afraid of uh, and must. If anything that he's going to shut down or anything like that is is their so-called anonymity. You know, that's, um, that's an interesting point, because because really Will Smith slapping Chris Rock and this guy uh, hitting um, Dave Chappelle. It's essentially what Twitter does, right? <laughs> I don't like you, so I'm going to strike at you. I'm going to I'm going to attack you. I'm going to make sure that you pay for saying something that I didn't like. Yes, yes, and, and see now we bring up another uh, uh, point, and I'll try not to get off into the weeds here too far. But you know, when we talk about censorship, um, we've been marginalized by these social media platforms for a long time, but. I've never really qualified it as censorship. It's their it's their platform. Correct. They have the right to do whatever it is that they want. If they nope, don't like absolutely. my brand, principles are principles. It's private yes. property. We agreed to it. It was the biggest mistake that the political right has made. But we agreed to be yes. hosted on their private property, and so therefore, since those are our principles, we have to live. We have to abide by the mistake we made. Right. I didn't pay to be on YouTube. I didn't pay. Uh, um, I didn't pay to be on Absolutely. Twitter. It was free. So if they don't if they don't want to play ball, then, then that's their prerogative. I wouldn't call it uh, uh, censorship when it became censorship is when we know that these platforms are beholden to people who hold office. You know, they're, they're beholden to an ideology. They are operating at the behest of the state uh, and behest of the status. Now, it's censorship. When we know that these people are, are using their platform to promote an ideology and when they are deliberately uh, marginalizing people beating out content that's contrary to their narrative. And, they're, and, and like I said, when, they, when they're able to lobby this kind of stuff to make this happen, that's when it became censorship. And that's when it's, uh, it should be recognized as a problem. Um, yeah. The, let me just jump in here on this um, because it needs to be said after the argument about private property, which is all true. But YouTube, as an example, had to make a decision as to what it was. Was it a publisher or was it a carrier? Mm -hmm. If it was a carrier, their legal defense is, look, we're not responsible. If somebody posts Snow White on YouTube, right? Disney can't come after us. We're not, we're not, we're, we're just a carrier. We're like providing the electricity. We're simply providing the video stream and the people who are responsible for copyright violations or whatever are the individual people that post it to us as a carrier. Okay. But once you start selecting who gets carried and who doesn't, you're not a carrier anymore. Now you're an editor. Now you're a publisher. Now you are making decisions and affecting the outcome of what goes down the stream, and they want it both ways, and and mm -hmm. they've got it both ways. And if we get the House and the Senate, and we will, uh, then the first thing we need to do is is make is put some teeth and relook at that law, and basically say, okay, YouTube, if you are a carrier, then you don't censor anything, with the possible exception of nudity or or graphic violence, something like. But you can't make a statement, right? Either that, or if you're going to continue your 
your censorship, your, your, your selection, if you're going to continue to manipulate the results, then you're no longer a carrier, and now Disney can come to you whenever somebody else posts, um, uh, you know, the latest clips from um, from Obi Wan Kenobi or whatever, right? Now Disney can sue you, YouTube, because you have already admitted that you're in control of what goes out that door. Absolutely, and and I, I reckon that is why uh, they are so pro LGBT because they get to represent the B in LGBT because they want it both ways. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, let me stop while I'm ahead. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to the Virtue Signal for Bill Whittle. Uh, I'm Alfonso Rachel, and thank you guys. We'll see you again soon. Hey, make sure you share and support at BillWhittle.com. Thanks, y'all.